This message is a ministry of From the Fray, a site dedicated to providing hope-filled, battle-worn resources. For more encouraging content, check out fromthefray.com. We're in uh, part three of our series study in the book of Jonah, which is a book in the Bible about the God who chases after people, people like you and, and people like me. And we're at the point in the story where the storm at sea is really raging up and it's getting very scary. And the sailors who were in the boat with Jonah kind of start to take some action. And they go to Jonah and they ask him some pretty specific questions. In uh, chapter 1, verse 8, they ask, Why has this awful storm come down to us? Who are you? What is your line of work? What country are you from and what is your nationality? Now, why would they ask these questions? One of the most important questions you will ever answer is, Who are you? Who do you think you are? Who am I? That's an identity question. It's not the same thing as what do you do for a living or what do other people think about you, but who are you? Who do you think you are? I'll give you a few examples. How would you fill in the blank here? I matter because I have value or I don't have value because of blank. I am worthy of being loved for this reason. What's the reason? What, what are the answers you give to fill in the blanks of those questions? Whatever they are, fundamentally, that's going to tell you who or what it is you worship. Because those are identity questions. And identity is what we get in exchange for worship. Who or whatever it is we worship, in turn, tells us who we are. It reveals some of the deepest truths about us, who it is we think we are and why it is we think we're down here on earth. As this storm rages on in the boat, the sailors asked Jonah identity-level questions. And the way he answered those questions, we're going to see this next, tells us a lot about the status of his heart, and in turn, the reason why he had such a crisis when God told him to go love those other people. Verse 9, Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. What I want you to notice is how Jonah reversed the answer to these questions. All the commentators who study Hebrew or Jonah agree that this is significant. The sailors started out with identity questions. Who are you? And they eventually got to nationality questions, like where are you from? Well, Jonah skipped some of the questions altogether, and he answered first and foremost with the nationality question. He told them where he was from. He said that he was a Hebrew. Now, to say that you're a Hebrew is to say two things at once. It's to, it's to answer the question about race and ethnicity. Hebrew is a type of race and ethnicity. And it's also to talk about your nationality, the country that you're from. It says all that in one, to say that you're Hebrew. And for Jonah to say this, to skip the other questions, and to answer this question first, is to say that even more so than the God whom he says he worships, Jonah's identity is in the fact that he's a Hebrew. What mattered most to him was his skin color and his nationality, the place where he's from. Now, we all do this from time to time. It's easy for us to get kind of condemning and judgmental against Jonah, but we need to be careful because we all do it. Uh, some people do it on purpose. A lot of people don't. We, they do it accidentally or unconsciously. It bothers me most when Christians do it. When we say things like, I'm an American Christian, or I'm a conservative Christian, or be careful, I'm only a Baptist Christian, or only a Presbyterian Christian. Everybody else is wrong. Or I'm just a liberal Christian. I don't, it doesn't matter. Anytime you put a qualifier in front of the word Christian, we're taking away from what Jesus died to establish. You can't improve upon it. There's no better form of Christian than Christian. 
Because when I say that, I'm saying a lot about myself. When I say that I'm a Christian, first of all, I'm telling myself and the rest of the world who it is I worship, Jesus. And in turn, Jesus is telling me who I am. I'm someone who has tremendous value. It's what Jesus says anyway. I have a lot of worth. I'm worthy of being pursued by the God of heaven. It also tells me what my responsibilities are. It gives me the job that I'm supposed to do when I'm down here on earth. I'm supposed to love and serve God with all that I have, and I'm supposed to love and serve my neighbor in the same way that I would want to be loved and served myself. Identity and meaning and purpose are all inseparably tied to worship. Whether you think you're, you're religious or not, these things are linked together in a way that can't be pulled apart. Whatever you worship will tell you what your identity is, and whatever your identity is is going to tell you what you think you need to do during your time down here on earth. Now, whenever we mess this up, it leads to an identity crisis, and it causes all kinds of problems. I just want to mention one, and then we'll be done. When we when we get our priorities out of alignment, and um, we, we start to value something other than, for our case, loving Jesus, um, it makes us bigoted. It, it leads very easily to, bigot, to bigoted thinking. And, and what I mean by that is, if I see myself, first and foremost, the way Jonah did, as a, a product of my nationality, say I'm, I'm an American, and that's the source of of uh, value and meaning is being American. Well, that means anyone who doesn't have that, who's not an American, doesn't have value and doesn't have meaning. If, if the deepest source of identity is your skin color and people of your skin color are the ones who matter the most and everyone else who didn't win that genetic lottery doesn't matter as much as you do, well, then it becomes very easy for you to be mean and bigoted towards those people. Incidentally, this is how some Christians justify being racist or greedy or hateful towards people from another country. It's because when they're doing that, they're not drawing their ultimate source of meaning and purpose and hope from Jesus, from his forgiveness and mercy and grace in their life. They're getting it from something else, something of this world, like money or power or acceptance or popularity. It could be anything. When it becomes anything other than Jesus, that thing is going to be what we chase and what we value. And anyone who doesn't have that thing or anyone who threatens us having that thing is, is going to get in the way, and, and we're going to think less and less of those people. That's the case with Jonah. Jonah sees himself, first and foremost, as a Hebrew. That's what matters to Jonah more than anything else. And consequently, that means he thinks that God only loves people like him. But what he is quickly finding out is that the God of the universe, the God who created the sea and the land, is a God who is willing to love and chase after even those other people. Thanks. Surrender